Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We're back with another episode of the Team Building Podcast. We've got Andy Cuny here. We are talking about how to scale up buyer agents and specifically how to install buyer consults across your entire team so all of your agents are trained and can run the same consultation consistently, effectively, and then so you can update and make changes to that system and that consultation, roll them out across your entire team. Uh, we're also going to talk about a kind of a, a fun aside. Uh, Andy just got done playing Jeopardy uh, in his team training, and we'll explain why. So first of all, Andy, Elite Real Estate Systems and the uh, basically the success manager for Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. What's up? How you doing today, Matt? It's awesome to be here. We just came off a high-energy training this that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, yes. We had the whole room laughing. It was pretty good. We usually good. get the best attendance to that one. <laughs> well, yeah, I would imagine. So you, and you guys are working on uh, Family Feud next. Is that what I mean? We're working on Family Feud next. Today we did uh, we did Jeopardy. So we've got you know the five categories. Today it was uh, like how to market an open house, how to choose the right open house, how to engage with your sphere. There's always the wild card category. That's a fun one. Oh, is it is it potent potables or is it potpourri? Potpourri. Potpourri. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you know we always have a uh, little bit. Um, uh, we have some crazy questions and answers in there. It's pretty fun. It really helps with the culture. I bet. The nice thing is, yeah, there's a lot of questions and answers, and hopefully we drop some pearls in there where people are like, oh, I did not know that. Right. But a lot of time, each question and answer leads to then a couple minutes of discussion. You know what I mean? Oh, nice. Hey, so what do you do with this? It's not just, yep, got it right, on to the next one. We use mm -hmm. it as a, basically a topic to discuss then. Why does that work? Why wouldn't that work? Why would you do this? What's a way you could do it better? Mm -hmm. Right. And so we usually get a lot of uh, discussion. One thing that I do like are the agents are like, oh, yeah, it's no big deal. Sure, I'll be at training. And then we get the largest group we ever usually have at the Jeopardy. And then they always act like they don't care. But I'm telling you, you put a $20 gift card on the line mm -hmm. and it gets violent. Like we have people <laughs> pulling up paper and throwing. We've got some name calling going on. Like it gets serious. But I'll tell you what, we just got done with the training out there, right? Over open houses and sphere engagement. That's not super exciting, right? right. We try to make it exciting as team right. leaders. But let's be honest, right? But we got about 10 to 15 agents out there. If I go out there right now, there's still 10 to 15 agents out there chatting, talking. Group of them just decided they're going to use the gift cards, go over and have some lunch at Pitch, right? We got some other people filling up the one-on-ones. It's a way to get people in, engaged, and actually enjoy coming to the office. Nice. So I love that. And, and just to throw it out for other team leaders that want to maybe steal that idea, what's, what's the site or what's the name of the app or the company that you were able to set that, that you know Jeopardy program up for? Uh, and I don't know it offhand. It's really easy. I, I'll actually, you know what, if I wouldn't mind if I can email you the link and mm -hmm. then you can throw it up so everybody can get yep. it. And the best part about it, it's free. Oh, all right, good. All right. So uh, so we'll make sure that that gets into the show notes. Uh, so if you're listening to this on iTunes, it'll be in the show notes. Or if you're uh, checking this out on the website, it'll be on EliteRealEstateSystems.com so you can grab that link. Well, Just cool, man. Well, let's... A um, quick follow-up to that, Matt. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, is we've actually... Um, some of our ERS clients who have been doing this, who have been with us for a while, have seen us do these types of trainings, and they've started doing them uh, with their own teams. Mm -hmm. And they have we wonderful feedback. They're like, "Oh my god, people who haven't shown up to the office in three weeks, <laughs> <have> shown up <laughs> early." <laughs> 
and they're ready to go. And people always say this, I didn't know they were on our team, right? And they're getting introduced <laughs> to them, right? It gets people out of the woodwork and it, and it's fun. That's hilarious. You know I mean? Nobody likes to stand up there and bark. You know yeah, I mean? true. Now, I imagine if you would combine this with donuts, like a, like some free donuts or something like that, you'd have 110% attendance. Like people would start bringing people that aren't even on your team. Food and mm -hmm. gift cards. That's the right. agents don't even care what's going on. They're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it could exactly. be a firing squad and they'd be like, yeah, but there's donuts, right? Yeah, yeah okay, exactly. Like we get the donuts first, right? Like the, okay. the sequence of events is very important to me. Exactly. <laughs> you could someone be like, you know what? I'll risk playing roulette as long as I can get a chance at the donut. Yeah, exactly. I mean, are these like, are these Krispy Kreme or are these like store-bought, you know, like from yesterday? Right. Yeah, like I, I we'll want to evaluate. Series, all right, because yeah. we're going to get everybody to show up. And yeah, exactly. you know what? We're laughing about this. There are a lot of people out there listening right now who are like, oh, true. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, what can I say, Andy? You know your agents. Yes, I know yeah. how they tick. That's right. All right. Before we get into the whole buyer console conversation, which is very interesting to me, um, I wanted you to kind of just briefly g give me uh, a couple of minutes on your experience, uh, because the major thing that's changed for you over the last, I would say, six months or however long it's been since we did an episode, just the two of us, is that now Elite Real Estate Systems has a, a couple and, and you know, at least one, I know, uh, like actual staff coach that's doing the coaching of the team leaders that are part of the live stream program. So now you're not just coaching people one-on-one, -on -one, you're actually coaching coaches. Yep, we actually, yes, we have three coaches now with Elite Real Estate Systems. Um, and uh, they're all at different stages and they all have different um, specialties, right? And mm -hmm. this is what you would say. So, um, and this is one thing that I'd like to talk about too, just to kind of clear up. We mm -hmm. have people come in all the time um, and they're, you know, they're power producers. These are, you know, heavy hitters who are rock stars, but they're, they're coming to us for a reason. Right. They want to be able to, hey, how do I run this model? How do I set my agents up for success? How do I remove myself from the business? Mm -hmm. And the question I get a lot is, well, I want to make sure you set me up with someone who's done more than me. Right. Mm -hmm. And what I want to say is, well, you know what? We could. But I want to set someone up who is has a specialty that you need. Right. right. So if we have right. somebody who comes up and they're like, yeah, we're I did 400 units last year. Right. And and I got 10 agents. Right. They're like, I want somebody who's done at least 500 units and somebody who's got at least 15 agents. Right. Because that's and I get it. I totally understand. Yeah. The issue is, is that they're switching over to Boomtown. Right. And they've never done Internet lead gen right now. Right. They're all about cold calling, but right, they want right. to add those things. And I say, hey, I got somebody who is an absolute Boomtown wizard. Mm -hmm. They will walk you through step by step on how to do this, how you're supposed to treat the leads, lead generation, cost per lead, all of that. And that's the person I need you to talk to first. Right. Yep. Once you're with them for a month or two months or three months, however long it takes, then I can move you on to the guy who's going to be able to help you scale up. But if right. I send you to that person right now, they're going to be like, wait, you don't know your numbers. You don't track it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So it yeah, does. Yeah. And, I, and I get it. I totally understand. Yep. But it's kind of like the older way of thinking of, well, I just need somebody who's done more than me. It's not right. about doing more. It's about doing more the right way. And mm -hmm. that's what it's, sometimes it's almost like we have to deconstruct these teams. Right. And just have them start at the basics implement the stuff that we want, the tracking, the lead gen, all of that, then they can start to scale the right way, right? Right. Right path that leads to CEO model, exiting the business, working on your business instead of in it. And so that's that's been probably one of our challenges, right, is, is explaining that to people right up front because we got a lot of high Ds who are producing a lot of units, making a lot of money, and then I'm going to tell them, yeah, we're going to kind of dial things back right up front because I want to start over and make sure you're doing it right so we can get here. Right. And so that's probably our biggest challenge. But the people who buy in, it is awesome to see. Yeah. It is really awesome to see. They're really having some good success.
Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I, I think it's, um, the, it's the right instinct, but it's just too general. And so what you said there about it, it, it's really about putting you with a specialist that they are farther ahead than you just in this one specific area where you might be weak and that's okay. You don't have to have someone that's doing more deals necessarily, especially if they've done it the same way you have. That's not going to give you any value. They're going to lead you the same way they know how to lead you, uh, which I think is a big problem with a lot of the other coaching industries or coaching companies. And and as well intentioned as they are, um, just putting you with someone that's further along on the same exact journey is not going to help you shore up your weaknesses. They're going to motivate you to do the same thing. And a lot of times they're teaching out of their experience and everybody does to a degree. But if you go to someone that you really resonate with, sometimes it's because you're the exact same person and that does not always help. Right. So it, so it helps a lot of times be, you know, being coached by someone who's a specialist in something that you are not strong in. So, yeah, that makes total sense. Perfect. And, and one other thing I'd like to point out is I always reassure him. I'm like, hey, I'm going to set you with a guy right now. And it, take this. If Jeff Cohn came to us and wanted to coach with us and I told him, I'm going to put you or your ops manager, your success manager, whoever it is. Right. Your implementer. And I'm going to put him with somebody who knows Boomtown inside and out to get you started. Right. He's going to be like, you've got to be kidding me. Right. Mm -hmm. Jeff, that's what Jeff would say. But mm -hmm. the other thing I get to do to help mitigate that anxiety is we're now where we're starting to have a pretty decent sized network where if they want that, right, that that person to kind of bounce ideas off of that's a little bit further, I got mm -hmm. somebody for you, right? Gotcha. Here's your coach. They're going to focus on helping you get here and, and, and start implementing this system. Here's, you know, Joe Smith over in Seattle. He's the guy who you can kind of mastermind with and bounce things off of. And I love doing that. And I tell them all, I'm going to find somebody who's about six months ahead of you within our network that you can mastermind with, but I'm also going to reach out to you and I'm going to find somebody six months behind you, right? Mm -hmm. Who is going to reach out and, and you're going to be available to pick their, or for them to pick your brain as well. You know what I mean? So it's got to be, yeah. it's that whole thing. It's, it's mindset of abundance, right? We've all got to be willing to give and receive, right? All this information. And so that's the least of my worries, but I, that usually helps mitigate their anxiety if I tell them, hey, I'm also gonna connect you with somebody else who you can bounce off of because you, me, Jeff, Mike, you know, all, we, or Greg, we stand up here and we bark, you know, ideas and strategies. I prefer to say we pontificate, but okay. Yeah, okay. You're so much better <laughs> with the words. And you know what I mean? But if we can get them to somebody yeah. else who's actually going through the uh, emotions at the same time, slugging through it, it, it means something different, especially when they're saying the same things. They're just saying it in a slightly different way, and then it starts to resonate. So yeah, that when so I get somebody to, when I can really connect two people to mastermind as well, that's probably my favorite thing to do of everything that we do. It is fun, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Man. All right. So let's dive into the buyer consultation part of it. So this is really uh, one of the keys to scaling out uh, buyer's agents. And, and you guys don't have, I would say, dedicated buyer's agents, but they a lot of the newer agents definitely swing that way uh, sure. and really focus most of their most or all of their attention on working buyer leads. You've got agents that are more established that are working their sphere, but then they're also heavily involved in uh, getting boomtown leads. And so it's a pretty significant, like it's, it's, I would say for you guys, it's kind of the tip of the sphere. It, it, the tip of the sphere drives everything else because then those turn into those agent spheres and end up becoming the next round of listings. And you guys have been in the game long enough to see that cycle happen. Um, so how do you roll out? First of all, how did you guys get everybody on like a consistent system of even giving the same buyer consultation? So back when we were about five or six agents, it was Jeff and then about five or six of us way back in the day. Um, we were, uh, Jeff was still in production. You know what I mean? He was still hammering it out and it was a lot of, uh, 
what we would do is we would basically just shadow him, right? I would, I would literally show up with nothing on my calendar on a Tuesday, knowing that I'm going to be at the office at 745 with my coffee, and I'm going to basically stick to Jeff like glue. His schedule was my schedule, mm-hmm. right? And I started to see, I'm like, how can he handle and service so many people, right? Like he does. And what kind of schedules that look like? How does he do it? And I would look and he'd have an office booked out for four hours straight and he'd just have people coming through, right? Hey, who's next? Who's next? Who's next? And he would literally set appointments at the office for people to come in. And I saw that um, it was a piece that I myself was missing because he was bringing them into the office as a professional. He was what we preach all the time. And that was setting the expectation, right? That he is a professional and that he deserves that respect and getting somebody to come to the office. He was going to explain, walk them through it. And then I also realized that as he's educating them for that half hour, 45 minutes, even an hour, as he's educating them on the process, right? He was not only setting himself up as as the, um, the expert, but he was already smoothing out potholes that were to happen two, right. three, four weeks in the future. Yep. And, and he said, he, and he even told me, I said, I was like, a lot of these people, I mean, why do you go through all the basics with them? And he said, I do this so that I don't have to work so hard two weeks from now. I do all the heavy lifting now because yep. I don't want to have to mess with them after we're under contract two weeks from now and something comes up. I want them to already know. Yep. Right. And so I would say probably that is the biggest piece of um, probably one of the biggest things that I took from Jeff early on was A, be a professional, set the right expectations. But how do we teach our agents? And I preach this on our Thursday calls and our coaching calls is we don't do this for us, right? I could probably call you, Matt, and say, hey, Matt, I got a list or a, uh, I got a buyer who would like to look at some houses. Um, could you take care of them? You could be in your car, call them up, handle it, right? Go get right. the sale. Okay. This isn't for you. This is for the weakest agent on our team, Right. We have yeah. to make something uniform so that it's for our weakest agent on the team. And that's where people kind of lose it. They're so focused on, right, working on their business, and, or I'm sorry, working in their business instead of working on it. And they've got to remember, it's the same thing with the listing yeah. presentation. You don't need to offer a free home warranty and staging and professional photos and whatever it is. For a lot of these pros and these studs out there, they could just show up at the house, not even mm-hmm. have anything with them and get the listing. Yep. That's not who it's for. All of these things, this system, this strategy, this almost like cookie cutter, rinse and repeat, that's for the weakest agents on our team to still produce. You are a true leader. If you can get somebody coming in who's only done a couple of deals and really is overwhelmed to within a year be doing 20 to 25, right? That's the person who could be a real leader. And if you're willing to do those types of steps for the newer agent or the not quite so successful agent, if you're willing to do that, Man, your agent pool for possible recruits just opened up. Oh, yeah. Now now everybody's an option instead of, man, I really need to find. I hear it all the time. I want to find some dude who's doing like 30 to 40 deals a year. And I really don't have to spend much time on. And I'm like, why does that person need you? Mm -hmm. Right now, again, there's ways we can add value to that person. Right. But man, how many of those are in your market that you can get in front of that you can actually bring over to your team? Now that number shrinks. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you can set up a system and a strategy and create things that where it's rinse and repeat for your agents, man, that's a really, really powerful tool. Yeah, 100 percent agree. Yeah. And that's I I think that is a a a fault or a byproduct of the industry that we're in, which is the guys that end up being really successful, the guys and gals that are hard driving ID. Right. So they we don't respect anything that isn't ID. Like we have a hard time 
respect, you know, respecting a high IS, who's a people right. person who craves stability, who has a low risk tolerance, like all those things. The problem is then we want to go out and find someone who is super high D, has a high tolerance for risk, you know, is, is super personable. Well, they can do all that themselves. Now, obviously we can add value and there's ways that we can build a place for them in our teams, but the very, the very, the, you know, the very reason that we have trouble holding on to them is because a lot of those people, we are drawn to other people with a high risk tolerance. They're risk takers. Absolutely. So the interesting thing about your guys' team is that you've built it around, as you say, people that are, they, they just, the fact is they might not make it in other companies that treat them like that and treat them basically like, look, I'm going to throw you in the water and you're literally going to sink or swim in this business uh, and we'll see how good you are. Like that's not the approach. Uh, and so if they come from a company like that to your company, they're given all these tools and all these things. Uh, and so I think that is the if you want to build a very stable business where people don't leave, you have to build it around people where they're at and meet them where they're at. And ha you have to attract people that are low risk tolerance, predominantly high IS or SC. And you have to put the tools into their hands so that they don't have to be us. They don't have to be high D, which is what I love about what, or what they you can be done. with or they can be with your success with, they can have your success with your system strategies, tools, all of those types of things. You yep. are going to plug in those missing pieces and provide those missing pieces for them. And then the other nice thing is, yeah. if you are doing it right, these people turn into those, right? Those ones, that, those they diamonds can. in the rough that you can't find, they turn into the ones who are gonna do 50 units a year, right? Mm -hmm. We still have probably six to nine agents who were with us from back in the day, who are all averaging between 35 and 70 units on sure. our team. And they're the ones who are with us, but they're staying because they grew up in our system, right? right? And so yeah. then we have that glue, that culture where they're like, nope, I know I could do it on my own out there, but I understand the value here right? because they grew up with it. And so instead of going out to find that person, have them come in, and we've done it. We still do it. We still do it. We bring in those guys who are doing 50 units a year and crushing it. They come in and they're like, wow, this is really awesome. I'm going to do this. And then they go out and do it on the are running that. How do you guys update and install changes and then get those rolled out so that they're actually implemented on the ground? Perfect. So um, a couple of different ways. One, it's part of our rotation. Actually, just last week for our team and for our ERS clients, Jeff did the training on the buyer console. So on Wednesday, he did an hour long training that we live streamed out um, on how to actually handle how to set the appointment, bring the client in. Um, uh, we have a booklet that's called the buyer orientation that we go through. It's about 10 to 15 pages. It's on our Google Drive. All of our clients have access to it. Um, they just got to change it around from Omaha's Elite to, you know, brand it as their own. And then um, goes through kind of the steps, the process. What are some of the pitfalls? What can you do to um, navigate those or mitigate them? Um, and basically steps along the way, goes over cost sheets, right? A lot of this kind of stuff, just basically educating the buyer so that down the road, you don't have to spend so much time, right? You can fix the problems before they happen with your clients by educating them. Mm -hmm. And then, so Jeff changed that on a uh, Wednesday. Then we did the follow-up dialogue last Friday for it as well. Um, anytime we make an update, like, hey, now we're able to offer a home warranty from XYZ company, or um, this is another thing that we're offering with the moving truck or whatever it is, new update. This is a, a map of all the houses we've sold in the past 12 months, right? All these little things, Kevin McGowan, our operations manager, will update it. He puts it, uh, it's in iBooks, and everybody who's got the iPad, they delete it, He get they get the link in an email, and they upload the new one. So everybody on our team has access to it digitally, and then we also have uh, binders in the office, probably at least, probably eight to 10, always ready to go 
um, sitting at the office for people to take as well. So a lot of times um, they'll do it digitally with the person and then give them the binder to take with. Gotcha. Okay. Very so, cool. And Kevin usually updates that at least every quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And then uh, do you have, I mean, you guys have got a super nice office, but it is definitely in, in one end of town. It's on the end of town. I mean, it's, it's, right. it's on the growing end, but it's definitely on the end of town. Uh, so how much do you encourage slash, you know, cajole agents into actually getting buyer consults done in the office? Or do you encourage them to do them in the buyer's home, you know, at Starbucks? Yes. Like how much do you give them free range versus trying to get them to do it in the office? In front of the client. I don't okay. care where. If you can do it in the office, great. Because who doesn't want to show off our office? We're really right. lucky to have an amazing office. And it really impresses people and helps set that expectation as you as, as the professional. Mm -hmm. If you can't do that. Meet them at a Starbucks, meet them in a Panera Bread, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Whatever you need to do to get in front of them. And that's why it's still impressive that they can bring along their iPad, right? And do that electronic presentation with them, plus give them a leave behind as, hey, this is all the stuff we just went over. Here's some notes. Uh, here's um, a pen. Here's a, uh, the pamphlet. Go ahead and take some notes as we're going through, right? Mm -hmm. And if there's some highlighted things like do not purchase anything between contract and close, right? You know what I mean? To mess up your credit, all those little things. I circle and put stars, right? I'm like, hey, this is something really important. We gotta make sure you remember that. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is, and this is my favorite. They become really comfortable with you, right? After this you know, half hour to 45 minute meeting, all of a sudden, they're really standoffish on the phone, but they're like, oh, I'll give this guy a chance. After about a half hour, 45 minutes, they're like, wow, the three other agents I met with didn't do any of this. Right. And you're like, you were meeting with three other agents, right? Now, I don't know whether to be hurt or impressed. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Right. So I'm just it like, hey, what you know what? well, it's, it's uh, lucky for both of us that we got together. Right. Because yeah. I'm yeah. going to make sure that, you know, to give you obviously the best service. I go. And this is just me meeting you at a Starbucks. Wait till you actually become my client. Right. Yeah. And so and, and so it's, it's a way and we know that there's the NAR stats and it changes all the time. But last one I saw was 78 percent of people. If you can get face to face with them, they're yours. Right. Yeah. Get in front of them. We hammer it all yeah, the time. It's, it's the expectations. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not just about getting a deal. Even if you got the deal always, eight, eight to ten out of, you know, eight out of every ten appointments that you got, right. doesn't mean it's all just a numbers game. Because like you said, Absolutely. it's that the quality of that appointment, not just the rapport that you build, but the expectations that you set and the way that you come across if you deliver that presentation, you run that consultation the way that you guys teach it. Uh, it, it really does. It helps you scale up because it prevents so many of the other freakouts because they know that you're a professional, you, they know that you have a system behind you, they know that it's well thought out and all these things. It, all, it also, I would imagine, helps newer agents not just feel comfortable in those meetings, but it helps them be able to say legitimately like, look, yeah, I'm new, but my team is not. Like, this is like, we have this whole system. Like, I'm plugged into this system. I've got mentor agents. I've got, you know, we've got a great, amazing office. You know, we've got all this admin staff. Like, believe me, I may be new, but this is not new. We're not new to the business. Well, and how amazing is it for, I mean, we had a guy who's been an, on our team nine months and he was in the Boomtown room yesterday, which is right across from my office. So I heard him just hammering out calls all day long. And yes. I love, I challenged him at the beginning of the day because I knew I was going to be here all day. And I said, I want you to go after appointments like you're a bulldog, right? I just want you to hammer, even if it sounds like, man, this thing's going nowhere 10 minutes into the call, go for the appointment. He ended up setting four appointments for just today. No just way. today off of internet leads that came in. One of them, he just texted me before we got on. One of them is writing an offer, right? And he told me none of those, right? None of those people sounded promising when he was first on the call with them. But he was like, what do I got to lose, right? I'm just going to yeah. go for it. 
Yeah. You know, and it was funny because it was every time he comes over and knocks on the door, he's like, another appointment. No <laughs> way I thought that dude would say yes. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, perfect. Just fight through it. And like you said, when you're a new agent, you're a new agent, set that expectation. I will bet you that if you do all these things that we've talked about, meeting, setting the expectations, being the professional, get them to come to your office, have a buyer orientation, all of those things, you're doing more than that average agent who may have been in the business for five to seven years, who, you know what I mean? Who is just mm -hmm. like, oh, sure, yeah, I'll meet you at your house, yeah. right? Yep. I'm telling you, you're already, and they're like, wow, you may be new, but you've already done more than my agent who I've known for five years. Yeah. And, and again, that's leadership, right? Uh, um, setting up the system and the tools for our new agents to be successful when competing against our peers. And yeah. that's what we've got to be doing as a leadership. Cool. I love it. Well, this has been super, super valuable. I know there's a lot of stuff that we that we covered, um, but I think the, the main takeaway for me is just it's the mentality of and I see this in marketing. Uh, I see the marketing parallels, I should say, but it's a, it's a greater kind of leadership principle, which is you, you make it as close to impossible to fail. Right. And set up a system, the tools, the resources so that the weakest person can be successful. Um, we, we tend to have the opposite mentality, which is we want the strongest to survive and everybody else can go screw themselves. Um, which, you know, we get, we get a business that's a byproduct of that. So if we'd like a stable business, make it impossible for everyone to fail by giving them the tools and the systems to, uh, to succeed. So anyway, Absolutely. that being said, first of all, you mentioned the live stream, uh, program at the very, very beginning with all the coaches and the mentors and the connections and all this stuff. So very, very briefly, how do people just learn more and kind of take the very first steps to finding out more about that program? You know what? EliteRealEstateSystems.com. Hit up the website. We've got testimonials. We've got a breakdown of what we offer, what you what you get access to, how to access it. And then if uh, that piques your interest, you're interested in a little more, you can schedule a call with our sales um, department, Missy. She's a rock star. I hear her in there every day, hammering out, answering questions. She'd love to hear from you. Give her a call. And then, um, and yeah, and we answer any questions we got for you. We'll let you know what our product is and how it can help you guys scale and then eventually get to that CEO model. Yeah, very cool. And same thing goes for the workshop, guys. Uh, so if you'd like to come in and visit uh, in their, their amazing office in person, it's absolutely incredible. 50,000 square foot office in Omaha, Nebraska, and get an inside peek at all the systems, walk away with all of the intellectual property that actually the, the whole team runs on uh, and get one-on-one -on -one time with Andy, get one-on-one -on -one time with Kevin, the operations, as well as a ton of one-on-one -on -one time with Jeff going over all of these things. Uh, just go to EliteRealEstateSystems.com and check out the workshop tab. That's all the information. So we've got dates uh, there for probably the next three uh, months out. So uh, June, July, August. Yeah, so June, July, August will be up on the site. So check that out, guys. Uh, as far as the podcast itself, make sure to subscribe. You can go to Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, whatever your device is. Go subscribe. Make sure to leave us a nice five-star rating, rating and review. If there's a certain guest that you like, if you love Andy, if you love one of the other guests that we've interviewed on the show, make sure to publicly thank them in your review. Give them a good shout out so that they can uh, feel your appreciation for coming on the show and giving their time. Uh, and with that being said, Andy, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 Yeah.